Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, and welcome to New Life Live. Really glad you're with us here today. Our phone number is 1-800-229-3000. If you want to join us on the program, we'd love for you to do that. And when I say us, I'm talking about Dr. Alice Benton. Hello, hello Dr. Hello. Alice. Wonderful. She did write, it's going to be published in August, mm-hmm. Understanding and Loving Our Kids or Children, uh, Little Things in a screen-saturated <laughs> world. I love it. It is. By the way, did you see the Surgeon General just came out with... Uh, no child at age 13 should be on social media. It is wow. devastating yeah. to their health, and we see that all the time. And the person that's saying, wow, that's Chris Williams, and we're glad he's <laughs> yes. here with us. Yes. We're, we're absolutely going to be together doing the, in, the uh, Emotional Freedom Workshop. And one of the things that we help people get free from, procrastination. Mm. You know, most people know that I have ADHD, but I have renamed this to ADHPD, Attention Deficit Hyperactive Procrastination Disorder. (laughs) Now, do either of you have any hint that might help a procrastinator to not procrastinate? Yeah, it's I, tough. It is tough. It's really tough. And you know, the the joke in my house is for me, nothing gets done until the last. Nothing would get done unless uh, unless there was a last minute, mm-hmm. right? So, right. I think the big one of the biggest things for me is that to let go of the outcome. A lot of times, it's the pressure of what it will become, the task or the the performance or whatever it may be that we have to get done. That there's a perfectionism that can drive that. And so what I've had to do is let go of what it will become or let go of the outcome and fall in love with the process. Right. And so as I've fallen more in love with the process and let the process itself be, be its own outcome and give the actual outcome to God, it's helped me a little bit better to get rid of the anxiety that interferes with the task. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alice, you have a thought? Well, I like to look for meaning in the procrastination because sometimes we have valid reasons for delaying completion of a task, whether we need more skills, we need outside advice, we need training, we need practice, Mm -hmm. and all of those are legitimate needs, and that procrastination can lead us to the right kind of help if we're willing to dig into it. Additionally, we have to work on building our trust that God provides for us Mm -hmm. even through our mistakes, and He uses our mistakes. such a powerful promise that he'll use things for the good for those of us who believe in him. And mm-hmm. so even our mistakes can be valuable because they're our attempt, perhaps our best attempt, at completing the next step. Yeah. Well, you know, when you talk about help, 
uh, I'll come from off from a trip and and I've got a file that I take and I just put it in a pile and and, and so I always think I'm going to have time to get there. Like the person who is a hoarder who has 7,000 magazines because you just think one day I'm going to get to them. And when I finally asked my assistant to help, things got so much better. Procrastination, we can help you with it. You know, uh, what I say to my wife, you know, once you tell me to do something, fix something, uh, I'm going to do it. And you don't have to ask me every six months. I, I will I'll get to it. See, that's supposed to be funny, Chris. And, uh, <laughs> you won't have to ask me every six, six months. months. Yes. I'll get to it. All right. Uh, that is really uh, sad. I love people smiling, chuckling, um, just relaxing into humor. Mm. All right, Mary, we're going to go to you as soon as we get, I'm, I'm sorry, Bob, and then Mary, and then John, as soon as we come back from this break. You are listening to New Life Live, and any help needed. Please call us 1-800-NEW-LIFE. We're there. People are there right now. They want to talk. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arderman here, and we are now going to Bob. Hi, Bob. You listen from Sacramento, California, KFIA, great station there. How you doing? Hey, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, I guess I just had an issue, and it's kind of bothering me. And then, okay, yeah, and I'm trying to solution. Uh, you know, you know, and I've, I've been listening to you guys since the New Life. I mean, the new, I mean, not New Life, but uh, Mid of Fire way yeah. back. Then. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and I, and I've seen the new people come on, and uh, I just, I can't. I guess my brain's not a repository of all those years. So my my, <laughs> my question is, uh, hmm. so me and my wife, let's say, uh, we you know we both have families in different parts of the country, and I think sometimes it, there's a conflict with me. Like it only deal with me that when she tells me that oh well I'm, I'm gonna go home and, and I'm gonna go visit my family and. And there's no discussion. Uh, there's no. I don't. I don't. I don't have a. My opinion don't count. Whether or not. Well, let's put it off. Well, this is how I feel. Well, it's, it's just you know, it's just uh, I'm going type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes me feel like, hey, okay, well, I just want to go do something yeah. all by myself. So, what's the question for us not- then, Bob? What do you What do you want us to help? <laughs> Is it is it me being too? When I were married, is it me being too too controlling, too codependent, or should, should we be able to have a, a a place dialogue and decide on this together, as opposed to one saying, "Well, this is what I'm going to do." Yeah. Yeah, Bob, that's okay. a that's a really good question, man, because it's it's really not about the decision. It's about how the decision is decided, how you come to the decision. Because what I don't want in your marriage is for you to carry a sense of hurt or frustration or even resentment towards your wife for the way she makes decisions around these trips because it's going to interfere with your ability to connect with each other. 
So I wouldn't worry right now too much of whether I'm being too controlling or, you know, is this appropriate for me to do? Is that you're holding a hurt in your marriage that needs a safe place or needs a place to be able to be talked through and expressed and eventually be able to talk through the, how these decisions are made and who's making them and, and for what purposes and, and, and plans. And so th- does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, and, and that doesn't exist now. Well, well, is there other areas of your marriage where you guys can enter into more difficult or challenging conversations? Um, we're kind of learning how to 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 to, to be reveal ourselves to each other. Still, you know, we're kind of yeah, we're kind of slow at this. Kind of, I don't know, hurts and pains, rejections, and past are still yeah, kind of like dumb. Yes, that's you have Bob. You have phenomenal awareness around this, and I really, really appreciate it. and humility. And so, I I would recommend you know jumping into some couples counseling for a good couples counselor and therapist to walk you through how to have these deeper connections and how to have difficult conversations. Alice, a thought. Bob, I would guess that both you and your wife have somewhat avoidant styles, and you're probably very independent people in the way you live your lives. And I think you're correct that old pain fuels that even more and makes you both hesitant to reveal your heart. So in your concern about how you both travel separately, there's a need underneath the concern. And so addressing your wife with something like, I feel sad about the distance between us. And I wish we included each other more in our thoughts and in our plans. Are, are you at all interested? Would you be willing for us to learn how to do that better, how to let our guard down, and how to share some of our, our heartfelt feelings with each other? But, Bob, as you acknowledge that there's been old rejection, um, those those old wounds probably need some attention. And for us who are avoidant, and I'm a conflict-avoidant people-pleaser, Bob, I hate painful discussions and conversations, especially if it has to do with harm I've perpetrated against my spouse or my family members. I want to avoid those conversations like the plague. And yet, if we're willing to bring up that old pain and start to hear how my behavior affected my spouse, it can start to bring us together. The trip is the surface level of the problem. The old pain is the root that needs the attention. Yes. Now, Bob, you can do things and do them better, and it may have no impact on her, you know, both people have issues. As Alice said, you're, you're both kind of avoidant. Did you say that, Alice, or was that Chris? I did. Yeah. So so what you're, I want you to do isn't to produce a result, but it's to help you to grow. And so I would be looking at what is it that I could change that, and, and you know, the Bible says, in as much as it's up to me. So you're going to do your part. What would make me more attractive to go on a vacation where my wife, well, she can go take care of people, but she loves it when we go take care of each other on vacation. So I would just maybe get counseling or have a buddy or whatever help you become uh, more desirable as a vacation person and, again, it may have no impact on her. I don't know her. I don't know her problems. But it will make you 
a more aware person. It'll help you grow. Uh, and people will love being with you more. And if there's controlling there, then you, you can get help with reducing that kind of control. I'm so glad that you called. Here's what I'll do. I'll send you every believer's thought life because it's our thinking that leads to all this stuff. Uh, if we think we have a right to control versus thinking I have a right to partner and humbly serve in partnership, totally different perspective. I'll send that to you. I'm glad that you called. And um, so I want to answer your question. Alice, Chris, is it okay for couples who are married to take separate vacations? I would say yes, and for a very, very specific purpose. Because what's important is that it's talked about and agreed upon. So I take separate vacations from my wife, and she takes separate vacations from me, simply because she might have a girl's weekend somewhere. I may have a guy's weekend somewhere. Yeah. But we talk, and, and quite honestly, there's a lot of times she's like, would you please go away? And, <laughs> and, and would you please go hang out with your buddies so yeah. you come back a little less grumpy, man? And okay. So, so um, you say yes. It's yes. okay. But, so Alice, but what, go I, ahead, Chris. Quick, yeah. quick, quick caveat but not at the expense hmm. of vacationing together. Yeah. I think being able to relax and leisure together is essential for marital intimacy. Good job. Alice, we all know you're more spiritual than anybody uh, on the program. <laughs> That's true. Is it true. is it okay or not okay in your mind? I think it depends on the health of the marital relationship. And so if there is emotional attachment, if there's a strong stability, if there's a high level of engagement, um, then I do think it's okay to travel separately at times. But I think the separate time should be more limited and the together time should be should be bigger, should be more. Okay. All right. Well, Bob, I hope that's helpful to you. I'm going to send you the one-year Bible for men and every believer's thought life. I hope it helps. God bless you. I hope you'll get with a really great man coach or a man counselor and get that men's group going. I have a men's group meets here every Monday night, and it's one of the best things in my life to have these men come in, and we're all working on all the stuff we need to be working on. All right, let's go to Mary, Austin, Texas, and she listens on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, channel 131, and in her time zone, it comes on at 12 noon Central Time. Mary, how are you doing, and thanks for holding on. Hi, I'm doing great. Um, I have a question. I want to know if you can give me some advice on how to... Uh, encourage my son. He's 40 years old. He is a disabled veteran diagnosed with PTSD. Mm -hmm. He has been in jail with a couple of felony charges and a couple other misdemeanors. Um, what did he do? His, Just to give us some insight, what, well, what were those? First, he was, he was, he was in possession of controlled substance. Um, he was unlawfully carrying a firearm and he attempted to burglarize a habitation, and that is what that's what he's being charged with. He hasn't had a trial yet. Mm -hmm. uh, he hasn't been heard by the judge yet, but I, his trial is supposed to be coming up in, in May. Um, we've been in contact. We've, you know, he's got a great 
a circle of support with his dad and myself and mm-hmm. step parents and so, so forth and so on. But um, he—I he, he, just want to know—he is a believer. He—he—he he, he is trusting in God's plan. He—he he knows Jesus. Okay. But, What's the question uh, for us, though? Boy, how could we help? Uh-huh. What do you want us to well, help I want with? To know- how can I encourage him? What can I say to him? I just don't know what to say to him uh, in either emails or phone conversations that we have, which aren't very, I mean, maybe once a week. I just want to know how can I help him to continue to trust God's plan, to continue to ask God for peace, to continue to, I, I don't know. I mean, well, okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I think you want us to, to give you some help here. And so I'm going to interrupt you because I want to help you with him. But so does Alice and so does Chris. Chris? So, Mary, war zone PTSD is a very, very serious and pervasive condition that's going to affect every part of him. There are not words that you can say that will help him apart from him getting into some deep, long-term trauma recovery therapy. And, and I would exhaust every resource in being able to do this. You know, you have Wounded Warriors Foundations. You have tons of, of foundations out there to help vets. Uh, you know, because his, you know, what you've t- told us about what he's being charged with tells me that what is inside of him is phenomenally dangerous. Again, I don't want him to be despaired. I don't want him to be to give up. I don't want him to do any of those things. I want him ultimately to get healing and to get safe. But I would then, what I would do is look at what are all the resources out there to help him find the safety or the recovery, the healing, and ultimately the peace that's going to release him from the chaos and the anger and the fear and the frustration that's inside of him. Hmm. Alice, your thoughts here. Well, Mary, we moms tend to be much better at grace than we are at truth in conversation with our children, especially when they're suffering. And you've watched your son suffer for probably quite a long time, and I would guess even before he served, and I thank him for his service through you, he probably was suffering and struggling with his behavior even beforehand. And so my hope is that when you have communication with him, that you would balance out trying to make a deposit each time, each email, each phone call, a little bit of grace and a little bit of truth because he needs both from you. And then we have to allow holy pain. And so I would caution you on being overly helpful, on being overly encouraging or in trying to ease his discomfort while he's serving time, that discomfort has the most likelihood of helping to change and motivate his behavior with reassurances that you continue to love him despite his choices. Mm. Now, let me ask you, when is the trial or when does he go before a judge? It's supposed to be May 1st. Uh, he All does right. have an attorney. Okay. I wanna, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you a suggestion after this break so hold on you're listening to new life live 1-800-229-3000 but we can help you we've been helping people for 35 years 1988 we got started here so we've kind of practiced and we're ready to what we've been practicing to give to you but you have to call us we cannot go through the phone book and is are there still phone books 
I don't even know. <laughs> anyway, we don't know who's struggling out there. Just call us and say, okay, I don't know if you can help. You probably can't help. I don't want help. But just call us and let us hear you and try to help you. We'll be back after this. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here. And Mary, I'm going to make a suggestion to you. There are two things at play here. Post-traumatic stress disorder that's post-traumatic. In other words, it's after the trauma. Trauma is involved here. But also methamphetamine he's he uses meth right yes okay so his stealing his um well a lot of things are probably related to the power that methamphetamine has in a person's life i mean i have seen people every walk of life once they try it they love it uh and they're hooked so here's what i'm going to suggest to you you said, how could I encourage him? Here's how. You go the next time you can have a visit there. You ask to see him. And you tell him, I want to help you. I want to help you uh, with whatever, in whatever way I can. How about this? Between now and the time you see that judge, wouldn't it be great if he heard that you started a recovery program for the meth addiction? that might be driving a lot of this criminal behavior. So I want you to go to your chaplain or whomever and say, I need to get into a recovery program. Most every prison has it. Prison Fellowship gives away life recovery Bibles to any prisoner that asks. So that's one thing that's really, really important, to be able to say, I'm in a growth program, I didn't just quit it, and I'm telling you, I don't use that anymore. No, I'm recovering, I'm putting stuff into me. And then the second thing, I would talk to the chaplain, probably the best, uh, easiest way to have contact with somebody, about exploring, could he get some level of trauma counseling while he's in there, uh, like virtual Somebody, you know, he, can you give him a, a screen once a week, twice a week, whatever? Or could come somebody come and provide that? I would see what your options are. But, man, what a, what a, uh, a great way to inspire him to get help. Because once he gets help, uh, the help takes care of getting the help. But he'll never be helped if he doesn't have a desire to make a great impression on the judge or help it go his way. And so uh, those are my suggestions to you. In other words, seeing the judge in May could be the motivation or the inspiration for him to get the help that you and I and all of us know that he's that he needs. Uh, and I'm really glad that you called. I'm so sorry you're going through this. I... I just hate the fact that so many of our veterans have a post-traumatic disorder and then there's no help sometimes or they don't know where the help is and they get stuck and, oh, man, pray. Let's pray for him that he gets the help that he needs. 
Well, let me send you uh, just our way of saying thanks for calling us. I'm going to send you Every Believer's Thought Life in paperback. I hope you can pass that on to him. And for you, I'll send you this one-year Bible for women that my wife did all of the commentary on. It's really, really been inspirational to folks. And I'm glad that you called. If you need help, if you want help in creating something valuable that you may not have thought of, you can call the program, 1-800-229-3000. Or, if we're not doing the program, you can call 1-800-NEW-LIFE and just ask the person you're talking to, could you help me be creative in this problem that I have? I've tried this over and over again. What else is there? that I could possibly try. And uh, I, I think you will be very happy that you made that kind of a call. Uh, before we go to the break, and then after the break, I'm going to talk with uh, Kathy and then John. But here's what a coaching client, someone that called us for coaching, said. I just got off the Zoom call with my new life coach. I thank God for her. I was going to call off the Zoom because... I wasn't feeling it, but thank God that I did not. I feel great now. I knew I would after talking with her. She's calming. She's kind, encouraging. She's like an angel in my life. I was feeling blah beforehand, but now I feel so good again. Praise God. Please do new life coaching, she says. She's saying to you, get a new life coach. We have a lot that we can refer you to or a counselor it really is uh, amazing the kind of help that you can be. I'm actually a master level life recovery coach. I got the highest level. It's the only thing I've ever uh, done to get the highest level. And so uh, that's why I'm talking about it because I did that, and I'm really proud of that. So uh, these, a coach, you have no idea the kind of training they go through, the classes they take, and the hours they put in, and the mentoring that they receive. If you've tried everything else, why not call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE and try a coach? It really can't have the same impact. But she says, please do new life coaching. And if you don't want to coach, do new life counseling. Our network's pretty amazing and will help you find the right person or the right resource. That's what we do. One of our resources I think it impacts every person. There's a little bit or a lot of shame within all of us. 100 Days to Freedom from Shame. Uh, Chris, you, I, I view you as a shameologist. You do <laughs> such good work <laughs> in helping people overcome I, I spend shame. a lot of time on it for sure, yep. Well, that's shameful. But anyway, uh, 100 Days to Freedom from Shame. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the one-year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. 
Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We are back. If you want to join us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, what did I say I was going to do when we got back from this break? We would talk to Kathy, you said. We will talk to Kathy. But first, Kathy, I need to talk to Larry. Because Larry's <laughs> in the studio and... And I want to talk with him. He always brings us inspirational things. Uh, but I'm going to go to you next, Kathy. Larry, what do you have for us? And welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is the week that we're going to do Restore here in Orange County. And I want to read a testimony that kind of is touching to me. Not, not typical. This lady says, uh, the Restore Workshop validated a lot of thoughts and emotions I'd been dealing with. It gave each woman tools to move forward in whatever direction God was guiding us in. I was hugely blessed to be among those women whose husband did attend every man's battle prior to coming to Restore. Because I saw an incredible transformation of heart in my husband through that workshop, I was encouraged to come to Restore. I wanted both of us to do whatever God was offering to heal and make our marriage together. It's a process. And then she writes a P.S., and I love this. My husband was probably the only man at every man's battle who's an atheist. Pray for him to know the Lord as his personal Savior. Wow. Um, I love that because it speaks to how open we are to help anybody of any faith, any background, any race, any, 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 any. <laughs> we well, we, we want to help people. It's such a, a great thing that the atheist comes to a blatantly Christian yeah. resource, and it impacts him to the degree that now she wants to get help for herself. Uh, I, I just think he's on the journey, and maybe God used every man's battle to pull him closer in. I think we're going to hear that uh, husband accepted Jesus. That's what I believe. That's, That's what, what I think is going to happen. Because we are foremost... We're evangelists. We say, well, wh- why are you dealing with people's problems? Because a lot of people don't accept Christ because God didn't fix their problem. Other people can't experience Christ because uh, of some wound that prevents love from seeping in. And if that's you, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, we can help you. Larry, what else? Thank you, everybody who has given uh, we'll give today or we'll give in the future. We just we need your support. It's 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 critical. It's where all the healing begins mm-hmm. is when you make a gift. Would you hold up those uh, that library of 100 days? And um, I've got the 100 days to f- freedom from shame I'm holding up. And that's our gift if you give a gift of any amount. But... Uh, if you join Club New Life, we send you this entire 
100-day library. There are eight books there. They're all beautifully bound. And, you know, there's freedom there. There is character, peace, prayer, freedom from anger and shame. You've heard that. Please, it's $35 a month, and this is our uh, ultimate thank you gift to you. Uh, and, And I pray that they will bless you the way your support will bless so many people. The number is one 800 New life. Thank you, Larry. Thank Appreciate you, and thank that. you, everybody who's mm-hmm. given. Love that story. Well, we're going to go to Kathy, and uh, Kathy has already proven that she has great perseverance, <laughs> and uh, so thank you for holding on. Orlando, Florida, WEGS is the station. How could we help you, Kathy? Hi. My um, problem is I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like a terrible person. I would like to know why my grandson who was with me young grandson who was with me for 18 months is somehow now afraid of me that his new therapist is telling the court that he is now afraid of me I'm trying to intervene and adopt him he's with foster parents and not having my grandson is like having a rib ripped out but he is my heritage from God I've been standing I've been standing on Psalm 127.3. I hurt for him because I don't know why he's now afraid when he was with me for 18 months and there was nothing like that. There was nothing like this with this counselor I took him to. But now this TBRI counselor told the court when he hears the word grandma, he gets into a fetal position. Now, Let's talk here uh, realistically. And is there anything that he could have said that was true to that counselor? And maybe it was just a one-time thing, but the the child tells the counselor, and then that makes the counselor just goes off and thinks that that's not been dealt with, and, and the boy is not safe there. Is there anything like that that he might have said to that counselor? If he did, it wasn't something that actually happened. Okay. Have you you talked with the counselor? I I saw her one time. She would would not do joint counseling sessions or play therapy or anything with me and my grandson. But but here's the thing. You don't know why he's been taken away from you. What's the foundation? Kids say a lot of things. Okay. My, daughter, and, my daughter had him removed to be with his sister. What, what was the reason for that? He moved, well, first of all, she's spiteful and she has a lot of anger and hate. He removed Brayden to be with his sister, to be with this other caregiver. His sister was here. She did not want to be here. I did not allow the boyfriend. He's not good. She even said that I had rules, and she did not want to follow them. So the mom removed Brayden to be with his sister, with this other person. Now, Brayden's gone from this person kicking both of them out 
to another person. Oh, well, okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. There, there's a lot of de- details I'm lost on, Kathy. Give me, in one sentence, give me why your 18-month-old grandson is in foster care. This, he was, he was taken from me by his mom, be placed with his sister. Uh-huh. So the siblings could be together. Okay. That person disrupted this place. In other words, she said, I'm not keeping the children anymore. She sent them to a friend of hers. That friend sent my grandson to a friend of hers. Okay. So why, here's the question. Why did your daughter have the 18-month-old removed from your home and given over to a sister that obviously uh, her gift is not nurturing children. Why? Okay, what did she tell you? Why did she do it? The sister is also a minor, a teenage minor. Okay, the sister was with an adult caregiver. Okay. Okay, but why did why did the child, what was the excuse, reason, whatever, why was that child taken from you? To be placed with his sister so they would both be with this one caregiver so the siblings would be together. So originally there was no complaint about your caregiving. It was just to keep the siblings together, supposedly. And yet there have been complaints about how strict you are and your daughter disagrees with some of the guidelines you have set, such as not allowing her boyfriend to have access to the kids at your house. No, my granddaughter. My granddaughter, I had both children, both of my grandchildren. Okay. Okay. The granddaughter disagrees. She disagrees with the boyfriend, and she actually sneaked the boyfriend in. So, Kathy, it, it makes done. me it makes me think about how Jesus warns us that if we choose his way and if we do what is right, we will be hated for doing it. And I suspect that these, these, these females who are upset with the guidelines you set have probably spoken very negatively about you to your young grandson, to the mm-hmm. boy, yeah. and that they may have poisoned his mind against you. But we also know that he's been through so many traumatic losses, and that kind of trauma gets very confused in a child's brain. And it's not at all uncommon that they project a feeling they have towards one person onto someone else, particularly the safe person. I believe that. Yep. So that's what's going on here. Yeah. Is Is it called a displaced emotion? What, what is that called? Yes, well, let, it, it, let us go to this break, and we're going to give you that and more okay. help. And then we're going to talk to John. So hang on, John. You're listening to New Life Live, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need help, you want to understand something deeper, we have people that are waiting to answer the phone. That's why they came to work today. You might be one of the thousands of people that we witness transforming their lives from hopeless the heavenly anticipation of tomorrow. That's a pretty great place to be. We'll be back right after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, and uh, Alice, you want to finish up here with Kathy. 
Kathy, we know that holding to biblical principles will come at a cost. We also have to be willing to acknowledge that we will always be imperfect at the way we apply those biblical principles. And so I'd have you continue to try to get a hold of that therapist to gather information, not to tell her how she's wrong and how you're right, but to look for information about why your grandson is scared, holding to the knowledge that maybe at times you were too harsh, you were too stern with how you applied the right idea, but often it's our delivery that can be hurtful and even frightening to a child. Yeah, explore that. I think that's your best path. Uh, I want to send you healing as a choice. I think it it would help you because my favorite part of it is about uh, embracing the reality we have. But when when it's so hard, you got to go back and grieve and accept. And it helps you to do that. And I'll send that to you. I'm so glad that you call, John. I am keeping my promise to you. I said we'd get there, and here we are, Little Rock, Arkansas, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Hi there. Hi. How are you? Good. How could we help you today? I've uh, uh, my wife left uh, three months ago, two days, and. Uh, <clears throat> I'd actually accused her of cheating on me, and mm. you know, I, I, I've done it in the past. Uh, you know, not necessarily well, well, accused her, but maybe insinuated. Well, what? What? Why would you do that? What was going on? I, I just some of the things that I was seeing. I, you know, I, I've got a lot of trust issues. I've had trust issues all my life. I mean, I can't. I found it hard to trust people. You know, almost throughout my entire adult life. Okay. So you and, accused uh, her, and and it wasn't the first time. And then what correct. happened? Well, the last time I did, uh, she says that uh, she saw in my eyes a rage and that I hated her. She saw it in my eyes, she said, and she was scared, and she left. And uh, so she went back to, to, she's living with her daughters three states away, and... Uh, but anyway, I, you know, in the past, you know, I would, you know, she she did things to try to help me feel better about myself, to help me feel better about our relationship, you know. I always thought her clothes were too tight or she was always trying to be the center of attention, you know, when we had guests over, da 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 Okay. And we we so understand I was, I was that way of being. Um, how can we help you? I don't have much time left, but I, I want to help you. Okay, so I, uh, I, I'm... I'm a disabled veteran. I'm, I'm going through uh, therapy through the VA. I've got a private Christian counselor that I'm seeing. Uh, I'm, I'm doing every program I can, but she she won't talk to me. We can't even text or anything. And I just want to know. You know, I, I need to get my. I need to learn how to trust. I need to learn how to to really trust people. And uh, so I don't know what else. You know, I, I, I'm trying to do everything right. I can, but I just. Well. I'm going to give you two minutes of wisdom, one minute from Alice and a minute from Chris here. Alice, let's start with you. John, compile evidence of what you're doing so that if ever the channel of communication is reopened with her, you don't tell her what you've been doing, but you show her. And I have you add on to the good individual work that you're doing. We can build trust very well in a group setting because that's where we have to practice relationship in a different way than individual counseling. And um, having your counselors and your group clinician 
um, sign off and, and document what they've been doing with you in such a way that you can share it and present it to her if she ever allows you to. Gives you the best chance of building trust by proof rather than by words. That's exactly one minute. Chris, your minute goes. The pressure's on. <laughs> hey, John, you're carrying, you're carrying a lot of fear inside of you. And that fear is wrapped around an organizing principle inside of you that I call shame, that you're not worthy, that you're, you're, you're lesser than, mm-hmm. that you're broken, that there's something inside of you that's not worthy to be connected to. And that is connected to a historical pain that you're still carrying on inside of you. You, at a critical moment in your life, it was important that you didn't trust people because people who are supposed to be trustworthy were not, mm-hmm. and that produced pain. If that pain isn't relieved, if it's not healed, that fear stays in place, and you'll have a difficult time trusting people. Eventually, our healing leads to this, is that people are neither trustworthy or untrustworthy, People's behavior and the way they show up in the world is either trustworthy or untrustworthy. And so we are able to, through healing, to, do, to apply wisdom. This behavior and this thing is trustworthy. This behavior and this thing is not. And then we're able to apply where, we're, where we can become close to it or where we need boundaries around it. You went over time, Chris, but that was so <laughs> wise. You know, here's, here's what I call what you were describing. Panger. Panger. It's the combination of the pain and the anger down deep, mm. and you have to get to both of them. And then I, I, trying to run everything and manage everything, I call pain troll. Mm. You're taking control out of your own pain. If we can help you to the to the depths of your soul, those things are just symptoms of something that is so deep. And uh, we want the best for you. I hope that you'll let us find a counselor for you that can help you go uh, deeper. We want that for you. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe if I could send you this book, Every Man's Marriage, Um, It might help you see marriage from a different perspective. It's all about mutual submission. That could help. I'm trying to think of a great men's resource that we have that also might help. I can certainly, I think, worthy of her trust is another one Uh that's transformational. And Every Believer's Thought Life, I'll send you that one because we want you to get the help you need. But hold on. Let's see if we can find a counselor for you. Now... Um, before we go, I want to remind you of a, a scripture. And before I read it, it can produce shame or inspire action. It's a tough one to hear. But here it is. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sin for them. So one of the dangerous things, I, I knew a man that said he didn't want to read the Bible because he didn't want to become aware of anything he needs to be doing that he doesn't want to do. Well, that's a horrible way to live. He was kind of a horrible guy, too. Well, you have a choice when you hear something like that. Is there something that you know would be better and you're not doing it? I challenge you. Do it. And if you know you need to do it, but you can't or don't want to, you're stuck. Why don't you let us help you get unstuck? 
So whether it's the problem or whether it's the answer that you know is going to going to make something good when you solve the problem or you do the thing or you're just stuck. We can help you with that if you'll call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Alice, did you have a quick comment as I was talking about that? I just want to speak to to the women, to the wives, because that concern about wearing clothes that are too tight, being flirtatious with other people, that's a real concern. And ladies, we can help protect our marriages by being very cautious with how we show up with, with other men. Yeah, and nothing that a woman does is an excuse for a man to do anything. But like you say, there are helpful things or hurtful things. Ladies, Restore is February 24th. Please join us. It's so powerful. Men, Every Man's Battles, March 3rd in Dallas. And Lose It for Life online. Would you like to lose it? Not just the weight, but the it behind the weight. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Call. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.